Welcome to The Code in My Fro. On today's episode, AFA will be walking you through her journey to getting an offer from one of the top tech companies in the world, revealing all the highs and lows she's never really addressed, and all the things she learned along the journey. If you want to be inspired, stay tuned to hear more about the crime before the glow. Hey y'all! Oh my gosh! What's up? What's up? What's up? Oh guys, did you miss me? Because I missed you. I really did miss you. <laughs> no, but I miss you. Wow. Welcome to the second episode. Wow. Crazy. So, let me see. Just to start, let me talk about like my highlights and my lowlights for this week. So, my highlights this week, probably that I'm alive. Nobody in my family has corona. We are blessing God for that. Everything is, you know still going on as it should be um low lights my internet was maybe messing up a lot this week so a little behind on schoolwork and maybe just a little bit unmotivated but i think i'll be fine i think i'll be fine oh my god guys so first episode last week i am so sorry for the lag at certain points in the audio um, and I realized I said I love you at the end. Like, what was that about? <laughs> that was so funny. I was so confused. That's why I said that. And did you guys realize how many times I said like? Hmm. And the fact that sometimes I talk very fast. Like, I know I talk very fast. But this was this was a bit crazy. I really talk fast. And you, you can't catch what I'm saying. But no problem we are blessing god that by episode 10 i'll be a better speaker so you don't have to strain your ears to hear what i'm saying amen 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 yeah so let me see what else um yeah so i'm trying to actually get um podcast equipment but you know amazon is only still shipping um essential items so it's going to take a few months but then yeah let's just bear with me in this hard difficult time so i'm going to be mindful in this episode of all of these things that i realized when i listened back to the first episode um so hopefully this one is better for you guys but welcome to the code in my fro this is a tech and lifestyle podcast from the 10x women's tech community for African and Caribbean women. Through this podcast, we are building, connecting, supporting, and inspiring African and Caribbean women in tech by giving them a platform to be unapologetic about themselves and their choices. So we're going to get right into the episode. Oh, today is just me, if you guys haven't realized. It's a solo episode because um, I'm basically going to be doing like, a story time uh yeah so i had a completely different episode planned for today honestly but over the weekend i was talking to my little sis from kenya maria and she had some very interesting questions um about my internship offer about how i got my internship offer and i realized that it's something that i actually rarely ever talk about how i got the offer people just some people just know 
that I have to offer, but they don't know about all the grime, you know, all the struggles that came uh, before I was able to get the offer. So I think it's important that I tell you all, especially because honestly, a lot of people don't share that. Um, and a lot of people are unmotivated and do not have hope because they don't think they can get the the job or get that offer just because those of us who get it are not very transparent about how we do it and how many hoops we have to jump through to actually get those offers um and yeah i've actually i've never posted anything on my linkedin about this so i think it's a fresh story and i hope you feel motivated and kind of realize that I'm just a human being like you and yeah I hope you feel encouraged yay so let's 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 get into let's get into the episode so this week we'll do our African proverb later but we're just gonna jump straight into the episode today so I thought to start with, I'll give you a little background about me and my life, just so it makes much more sense. So, in um, what maybe 2016 here, I took a gap year to write my SATs. Uh, so when I took a gap year, it wasn't actually a gap year because my parents they didn't want people to say I failed my wasi. Hmm. So they made me go to University of Ghana during my gap year. But then in that time, I was just enrolled there as a student. I think maybe I went to class a couple of times. Yes, but I was focused on writing my SATs. So I wrote my SATs. I got my school and everything. Um, I was going to a university, actually it was a liberal arts college in Maryland. And for my school, the one I was supposed to go to in the U.S., um, when you got accepted they would give you like a mentor sort of not really a mentor but then just someone to help you through kind of like an unofficial mentor but not really your mentor so mine ended up being roberts roberts mars and roberts well he was a partner goldman sachs at that time um goldman sachs is one of the top investment banks in the world um, yeah, and he was my my mentor. Let's just say that. So he reached out to me, and um, we had a conversation. He told me he was, you know, writing to me on behalf of like the school's admission, and he wanted us to set up a call and blah 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 blah. So like to learn more about me. So we did that. He was trying to help me transition into what my life in the U.S. would be like. So he had kind of like told me, oh, so I work at this bank and when you come to the U.S., uh, we will see how we can get you to intern there, da-da-da-da. Long story short, my parents changed their minds like two weeks before I was supposed to leave Ghana. Two weeks before my semester started, my parents decided that they didn't think America was safe for me because Trump was president. So, 
they had me apply to Ashesi like very quickly and honestly I was hoping I didn't get in like I wouldn't get in but God knew what he was doing so I got in but what I found was that at that time Robert and I had been talking since maybe about April or March of that year so we had kind of built a relationship and this is just like maybe a major key which you should take note of in this episode in mentor and mentee relationships you have to follow up don't expect your mentor to be the person who is hitting you up because in the grand scheme of things the person probably doesn't need you you are the one who at that time maybe even now you've probably not achieved anything significant in terms of what you would want to achieve in your life or even if you have the person has done something that you haven't done or has an experience that you don't have that is why you need them so i think it's very important to note that you have to follow up and you shouldn't be expecting them to be following up on you so rob and i yes like i said we had a relationship so i told him that oh my parents changed their mind this is a situation and like everything was fine but what i did was i did not let our relationship die so that's for I think in September, when I enrolled at Ashesi, I still communicated with him, even though he was technically not supposed to be my mentor anymore because I wasn't going to um, my school in the US. We had built a relationship at that point that was more than me being someone that he was asked to write to because I was coming to the school. It was now he knew me as A4 and I knew him as Rob. So um in my first semester i think every month every month i would write to him and then tell him what was going on what i was doing what clubs i had joined if i had no friends i would tell him i would literally send him an update of like my my college you know life every month and here's the thing i'll send him like a full page and you probably just send me five lines back most of the time the five lines included the dear a4 and then they talk to you soon at the end but it was fine because at least he was reading and like i'm saying i had to follow up not him following up on me so i was not discouraged i was just consistent with sending him those updates i was very very consistent so at the end of my first year he he told me he hits me up and he said, you know, you are going to your sophomore year. Um, when you are ready to apply to the bank, let me know. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, Rob is going to, you know, do this for me. And I'm going to, like, get an offer from Goldman Sachs. Well, I applied um, in the summer of my first year. And I got rejected. I actually got rejected. <laughs> and people don't know this. People don't know how many times I applied to Goldman Sachs. Um, I got rejected. 
just because I think it was it was it was first year it was the summer of first year I don't think I knew much or anything so I got rejected but here's the most important thing to note when I got rejected I didn't stop so I just kept on um, brushing up on my interview skills I just kept on also applying to other programs people at that time I was applying to tons of other companies like every company under the sun I applied to Mozilla PlayStation Mercedes Benz hey it was not easy for me I was literally just applying to companies and it didn't really matter to me at that time because I was learning like every every interview was a new experience for me it was um it was for me to also like learn what companies were looking for it was me it was for me to learn how to present myself it was for me to also learn um, what com- what companies were interested in recruiting people who look like you and me like people from the continent and who would sponsor our visas for us to be able to work in the companies that we wanted to work in you know i was learning about what to do and what's not to do in interviews and like on my application so a few months after i got rejected by gs i got into a program um created by professors from harvard business school so i you know i went to dubai i did the whole program and that was actually during the semester that's so in the second year my first my first semester of my second year i did that program and it was amazing and honestly, I was only able to get that, get into that program because at that time I had interviewed so much, interviewed so much that I remember even my interview for that program, I didn't know, I didn't know that it was supposed to be an interview that day. I thought I was going to take a test and I get there and there's a camera waiting for me to do my interview. But then at that point, because I had just interviewed so much like over the summer, I already knew what to say like I could already predict the questions that they were going to ask me and I knew how I would answer it to fit the context that they were looking for and that's what I mean um, about me not just sitting there waiting after I got rejected I was actively working on myself um, just trying to be better you know because I knew I wasn't going to just sit there like I was going to apply again so after I'm back from this Harvard program, I think maybe in late September, um, I get a call from SEO that's actually not, I got a mail. Yes, they know me send emails that um, I've been selected to interview for Goldman Sachs again. So Goldman Sachs has um, a spring internship program, which is mainly for people in their second year but then mostly anyone can do it but then it's actually a very great program when you're in your second year so yes it's okay Goldman Sachs spring da 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 fantastic nice one long story short with the SEO story is um my uber got spoiled so I was late to my interview and it went so horrible that I got 
rejected again so that was the second time in the same year that i had gotten rejected for a program um by goldman sachs and i mean just like side notes the lesson here is always be prepared when you have interviews don't let a thing like your uber was late um your uber crashed like don't let those things affect you but then this really affected me and my my interview was just terrible um so i didn't make it in and mind you during that whole period i am literally not telling anyone i'm not telling anyone about what is going on not even my parents just because i didn't want anyone to feel sorry for me i also didn't want anyone to put unnecessary pressure on me like i was doing things at my own pace i was motivated my own self and i like that i like that um so just to give i think i have to backtrack a bit here so seo is a company let me just if you, if you don't know who seo is seo is a company that recruits for um other international firms like bank of america goldman sachs and recently facebook they also recruit for local firms in um in africa so i know on the continent seox well in ghana nigeria and i think kenya yes so for example in ghana they recruit the university students for companies like cosmos uh maybe deloitte yeah i'm not too sure but yes so if you are applying to a company like bank of america or goldman sachs you will probably have to go through seo yeah unless you're a referral that means someone at the company referred you so let me just get into the story so you understand what i'm saying so yeah so in december so this is after i get rejected by seo again so that was in september so in december i'm like i'm on holiday i think it was maybe just two days to the new year i'm sitting in my house you know with my, with my cousins just chilling and then i'm getting a call from london i'm like wow what's going on here um okay so i send in my application and Oh, sorry. So I mean, I was getting a call from London. I was getting a call from Goldman Sachs, and they are like, "Oh, there's only two days left for uh, what's it called? For the application to close. So, sending your application. I'm like, huh? Like, what are you talking about? They're like, oh yeah, the spring program. I should send in my application, and that Robert recommended me, and they've been looking for." my application but they just realized it's not in the system so they are waiting for me to send the application so i should work on it right now bro hey i literally stop the chilling down chilling pick up my laptop write all the essays and send in the application so she immediately i send the application they email me back and they say okay great they've gotten my application I think exactly like the next day the next day i'm getting another call 
from people in the bank from New York from London everybody's like hello my name is blah 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 blah. Um, I was what's it called Roberts told me about you Um, let me know if you need any help with preparing for the interview I'm just like ah I haven't even gotten a call to be interviewed yet so what's going on here literally guys if I tell you that I was sitting in my house in Ghana and people at the bank this is like from vice presidents to associates to analysts were just calling me to ask me what I needed so they would help me like prep for my interview it was so crazy it was just crazy so in like three days I had spoken to every kind of like role in tech at the bank I had had sessions with people from the bank where they had um, walked me through like interviews that mock interviewed me kind of spoke to me about what they would be expecting um, to hear from me and that was like that was really all God's doing honestly from going from getting rejected twice to not even having an interview but then being prepped by people at the bank for interviews so i think around january 3rd when i got the email that i had you know been chosen to interview i was not really surprised so of course with all this help that i'd been given I was going to do grades on my interview so I did do grades because for me it was like no people had invested their time and at that time it wasn't even about me anymore like this man had so much confidence in me that he had told over 20 people about me and they had been calling me these people had taken their time off to call me to talk to me and just like be available for me to help me how dare myself like who was I to go and disgrace myself and disgrace him so there was no option I only had one job to get the offer and that was that so I passed the interview and I got the offer in I think in February I got the call so I got the offer and I'll never forget that day <laughs> I think everybody who gets can offer remembers this i don't forget that day it was just a normal day for me it was around 4 p.m i was you know embarrassing my friends as usual when i'm getting a call from london hey and i'm like in my mind i'm like hey are they calling me to reject me is that how wicked they are why wouldn't they just send me an email so they are calling me to reject me i don't know why i was thinking that so i pick up the phone and I'm not sure what to expect. And then they say, hello, is this Ifa? Yes. We've gotten the offer. That I'm screaming. I don't hear anything again. I'm just screaming. Screaming, screaming, screaming. I don't hear anything that my recruiter is saying again. <laughs> so, so shameful. Just a shameful human being. But I think I also have to mention um, some things before I go on. So, just let me say that um, the African interns, the interns that were chosen from Africa, right, we were 
11 in total. Here's the thing. So SEO is contracted to do like run interviews from Ghana, Nigeria, and Kenya. So, um, or maybe just anywhere in Africa. So, so they can, like they can choose the people who, who, who make it from Africa into these companies. And then in that contract, they are also supposed to run like a training program. So before you do an internship at Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, or Facebook right now, if you are leaving the continent of Africa to go and do that internship, maybe in London or in the US or something, you would have to go through a training program that SEO will run for you for about a week. If it's a spring program or two weeks, if it's a summer program. So guys, so I've gotten the offer and everything and now it's time for me to do my like have do my training um before I go for my internship. And my internship, because it was a spring internship, it was happening in April. So it was for two weeks in April and I was going to use the last week of March for training. So I missed three weeks of school doing my internship with Goldman Sachs. Because it was during the semester. So, yeah. It's like... So, it's the same day. Um, It's the same day. No, no, no. Yeah. So, then, we're supposed to go for SEO training. And let me just add something real quick. So, like I said, right? Everybody who applies has to go through SEO you will not go through SEO only if you are a referral. So for example, like me, when I finally got my offer, right, I didn't go through SEO. Um, as I said before, the recruiter reached out to me directly because I was referred by a partner at the bank at that time. So if anyone at the bank refers you, then you don't really have to go through SEO. You can just submit your application through the website. But if you are not referred by anyone from the bank, if you submit your application through the website, it's like 95%. There's like 95% chance that your application might not be seen or might not be processed just because SEO is there to do that for them. Yes. So back on track. So the first day of SEO training. Oh, guys. I actually didn't know that we were just 11 interns. So I get there and I'm thinking, oh, we're going to be about 45 people. Because I remember going for the SEO, my first SEO interview, and seeing so many, so many, so many university students. And this was just from Ghana. So I was shocked when I got into the room and there were only 10 other people. And they're like, yes, you guys are 11. I'm like, what? We are just 11. The spring intern class from EMEA, and when I say EMEA, for those who don't know, EMEA is Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And that's how these companies um, kind of, uh, what's it called, kind of divide the world. So there's APAC, which is Asia Pacific, there's North America, and then there's EMEA, which is Europe, Middle East, and Africa. So Africa falls under Europe, Middle East, and Africa. So we are 200 interns from Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And there are only 11 of us. 
flying from the continent of Africa. How? That was not making sense to me in any, like, I couldn't rationalize it because Africa is a huge continent. Why do we have only 11 people representing Africa? I was not really getting it. And it's like, ah, so we're only three Ghanaians. We have four Nigerians. There's one Kenyan. We have two Rwandese. And then we have one person from Mauritius. And that was a bit crazy to me. Like how? So upon all the thousands of people who were interviewed across the continent, only 11. And first of all, that's a problem. That our numbers are so low. Secondly, that should tell you that it's not an easy process and that it requires a lot of preparation. Like I said before, people don't share their process enough, but then it is a lot of preparation to be able to even get to the interview and pass the interview. It's not that easy. Your resume can be perfect. You can have the perfect GPA, but there are things that they are looking for that you don't just build from the classroom. You build by networking. You build by talking to people. You know, you build by putting yourself out there. And these are things that people don't usually do. So the people who normally get the offers are people who go the extra mile. Especially coming from Africa, there's already so many gaps in your knowledge. It's a diff like it's a different culture that's out there. You have to consciously unlearn certain things, consciously rid yourself of certain biases. You know, but then the good thing is that you can actually learn to catch up and even be like even be better than people who have everything aligned for them in more developed parts of the world. Because honestly, the African intent, we were all fire. We were just all fire. And we were also all fire because we didn't have a choice. The Africans who were at the bank, I mean, who are at the bank are amazing. They've set a very, very high standard. And I think it's just in general, the people who leave Africa, or even if your parents left um, Africa when you were a child, and I'm sure it's probably the same for the Caribbean too. Once you are a family of immigrants, you don't know anything than excellence your parents didn't suffer to leave africa or the caribbean islands for you to go to the u.s and become a failure so the thing is the africans who are immigrants or the people who were born on the continent and i mean also immigrated to go and work they are doing amazing they do like the standard they've set is so high that once they hear African interns are coming, they are just waiting to see interns who are coming to be extra, interns who are doing the most, because that's the standard that the people before us have set. And it was so amazing to see how how highly the Africans were spoken of at the bank. And honestly, this kind of goes back to what I talked about last week, about how if you're supposed to be preparing in this moment for something, then you better be preparing because when God brings you helpers, 
you have to be in position you have to be in alignment to make sure that you're able to receive the help that they are giving you and that only comes through preparation you're only able to be in position you're only able to be in alignment when you are preparing for that you're only able to recognize that someone is supposed to be a helper to you when you've been preparing to be helped because here's the thing here's the thing if these people come into your life and you are not ready I'm sorry but you will be looked over the truth is nobody has time to help people who, who, who don't want to help themselves nobody has time for that so even if your helper comes it was nothing for your helper to come and you are just not ready I'm sorry but there are 8 billion people, other people who need to be helped. So you will be passed by. And that's why you need to really, really understand where you are right now. If you're supposed to be in preparation mode. If you're supposed to be in resting mode. Because what you don't want is for your destiny to pass you by because you were not ready to receive it. Or because you did not recognize that it was time for you to move. Or time for you to stay still. And preparation is like your own source analysis. That's how I can think about it. It is your own source analysis. You get to see the things that you don't know, the things that you already know, and how you can work on those things, how you can work on the gaps of knowledge that you have to be better. That is the importance of preparation. If you ask anyone who has multiple, sorry, who has, who has, was interviewed like multiple times they'll probably tell you that they always know the questions that will be asked in terms of behavioral questions situational questions you will always know it's the point where i feel like almost all of us who have done multiple interviews we have some kind of format in our heads like even without preparing we always know what to say we always know what to say. So you can't really catch us off guard in terms of interviews. Because you've just done it so much. That you already know what you're going to say. You can already f- foresee the questions coming. And nothing really phases you. Because you you learn how to direct the interviewer into asking you questions that favor you. Because here's the thing. The interview is not for you to be afraid. And most people think the interview is for the people to evaluate whether you're a good fit for them no it's also for you to evaluate if the company is a good fit for you that's why you have to learn how to make the interview go in your favor you have to learn how to direct the interview you have to say things that the interviewer will pick on so they can ask you questions about and it almost sounds manipulative but then that's how interview works because the truth is they actually want to know about you so let's let's take this example just like real quick this example if you're asking an interview tell me about yourself and you say something like hi my name is Ifwa Boateng and I'm studying philosophy hello crickets exactly what should the interviewer do with that your name what's your studying 
and your school so what have they found out about you that is not on your resume like what are they looking at what what have you told them that they don't already know versus if you say something like hi my name is Temilade. i'm from nigeria i'm studying computer science at the university of ibadan i'm very passionate about bringing more women into tech so i recently started an online community called women must come into tech to connect and inspire African women in tech. I've also been working um, with a tech nonprofit in the last two years. Hello, somebody. Hello. Hello. Doesn't this sound like, oh, really? So you're passionate about bringing women into tech? Or, oh, you've been working for a tech nonprofit. Can you tell us about what your job is like? Obviously, if you've, if you've been working with a tech nonprofit for two years, you have so many stories to tell because there's just so much experience there. Because that's what interviews are. Interviews are full of telling stories. Even if you don't have work experience, you can even you can finesse the interviewer into asking you about projects that you've worked on that you can talk about. And this will only come through you know interviewing and failing interviewing and failing and realizing that you actually have the power and that the power is not in the hands of the interviewer but it's in your hands because you get to show them an accurate representation of yourself based on what you say when you're asked questions you see what i'm saying So don't put yourself in a position where you have less control over the interview. Like, don't even, when they when you're asked the question, don't even mention a project that you hated working on. Or, like, if you, if you mention that project and you can't speak to it, it makes you look bad. Then why did you mention it? Secondly, if there's something that you didn't enjoy working on, please don't mention it on your resume because chances are they will likely scan through your resume and say, oh, so I can see here that you worked on a project to help market women reach their customers during COVID-19. Please tell us about that. And let's just say something that you hated. You hated so much that you can't even remember what you did. You don't remember the tech, like the technologies that you use. How can you speak to that project? Then that project should not be on your resume. Don't write things on your resume. Just take up space when you can't speak about them because that makes you look crazy. So, where was I? Yeah, so I guess my point is you need to be prepared and preparation only comes when you allow yourself to be uncomfortable when you put yourself out there you allow people like everybody should mock interview you everybody should tear your responses apart you know you allow yourself to like you you, you allow yourself to get into the process because i if like what I've said, so if I should tell you anything, it doesn't just come 
overnight like you don't learn all this stuff just by reading because here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing i read a lot about interviews from google i watched a lot of youtube videos but it's so different when you are the person sitting down being interviewed and i know that like you know that it's quite like a different you know it's quite a different ball game and let me see something i forgot to add something i forgot to add very 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 quickly was that so during the time where um, i got rejected the first time to so when i got rejected the first time to the time i actually got my offer while i was you know preparing and interviewing with other companies i had also reached out to a lot of um africans who worked at the bank on linkedin so i'll search let's say goldman sachs and because i go to ashesi i'll I'll search ashesi and i'll just search ashesi because at that time i was like oh maybe because they went to my school so they would have um they would feel like there's something to connect you know on or something but now after going through that whole process i realized that it doesn't even matter what school you go to it doesn't matter even if you are not Ghanaian. it doesn't matter if you are not nigerian because honestly the two in terms of the the african community at these banks Ghanaians and nigerians are the the most dominant but then the truth is it doesn't matter wherever you are from because these people once they realize that you are african they just want to help you you know they don't really care that you are from their country you're not from their country much less to even if you went to their university they just want to help you so like i said i i hit a lot of them up on linkedin and you know how the linkedin algorithm works so once i kept on finding you know the africans it will recommend like more africans to me and everyone was so willing to help so before my interviews i remember even before all the calls with people from new york and all that i think even right after i got rejected by seo um i connected with one of the the female engineers at the bank phoebe she went to ashesi um also and she helped me through the initial stages of everything so she actually reviewed my cover letters she reviewed my resume she was sending me resources on how to write better cover letters how to and this was after me thinking that oh my resume is so lit cover letter is so lit no she literally picked my cover letter apart which i appreciate so much you know she picked it apart sent me resources on how to write a better cover letter and you know and that was that was before my mentor rob called everyone and their mama who worked at the bank who worked in engineering to help me like phoebe phoebe was there and even though all those calls meant so much to me i'll say that phoebe's help probably meant the most because at that time for me like she was she was what was on the glass ceiling you know she was just like me a human being no but she when i say she was just like me i mean she was just like me and just like you in terms of she was african she was Ghanaian, she was female she had studied years and made it one of the top firms in the world and at that time i needed a rep- like a representation 
of what that looked like because sometimes when you are doing that alone and you don't have a community like i know some people apply with their friends and stuff i didn't have that opportunity i was applying by myself i didn't know anyone who was also applying for these things so when you are doing all this by yourself and there's no community motivating you or telling you that you can do it it's important that you are able to see like a representation of what success in that regard looks like or a representation of what what you are trying to do looks like so i needed that example because seeing her there being able to talk to her and just like knowing that she was able to do it was such a motivation for me i think she she motivated me the hardest she pushed me the hardest because the thing is nobody will understand you like the people who are just like you like the people who share similar experiences with you nobody because at that time for me like i was just in second year i hadn't really done an internship before and i had this big dream to work at a top investment bank like how many people at my school were doing that at that time even though it's almost common in my school the thing is the numbers there are not a lot of people who are able to get these internships so it was just amazing that you know she was there for me and i could lean on her and talk to her about like ask her questions like just hearing her story of how she even got there it was so inspiring to me and this is what actually motivated me to start this 10x women's tech community where i think african and caribbean women and girls who look like me look like you can support each other online and help each other to be better because listen like listen this is like your major key number three or whatever number we are on you can't do this by yourself you really can't do this by yourself and even if you think you can or even if you can why reinvent the wheel when others have already manufactured their parts and all you have to do literally all you have to do is put the pieces together why do you want to reinvent a wheel You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. It's okay to reach out to people that you don't know and introduce yourself, you know, and ask for help. It's okay. Because for me, it was a combination of networking and my referral and using all the advice that I got. Because I can say for a fact that Everybody who helped me, anybody who spent time to talk to me, I never wasted their time. I never, ever, ever wasted their time. I always had a notebook and a pen writing. It didn't matter who they were. It didn't matter if they had just gotten office. It didn't matter if they had been at the bank for 30 years. I think there's something to learn from everybody's experience. So I soaked up as much as I could from everybody, everybody, everybody that I could talk to. everybody and now there are people 
who are not even close to me or necessarily my friends but then they ask me for advice in terms of how to do the applications and stuff and the thing is i don't care if we're not close or not i don't really care i still want to help you i still want to help you because it's important for me to pay it forward because all these people i don't even know how many they had at this point there were a good number of people maybe 50 people contributed knowingly or unknowingly to bringing me to this point even if it was a five minute phone call a 30 minutes phone call an hour's phone call they all contributed to bringing me to this point so i think it's my duty as a human being to pay it forward to help other people you know and the honest truth is the percentage of college students especially on the continent who are actively looking for jobs during college is far less than they like there should be people only get pressed when they're in final year and they realize oh damn college is about to end and we don't have jobs no you should be preparing from first year and i'm not saying that corporate is for everyone i'm not saying that being in a tech company is for everyone maybe you want to do your own startup that's okay but you need to start from somewhere right you need to have an experience because honestly what's the worst you decide to do the internship and you decide that hmm maybe this place is not for me that's fine at least you got paid at least you have an experience and you've been able to say i did that and i realized it wasn't my passion that's fine but they're not doing anything that is not okay that is not okay and honestly even if college is over like don't stress it's okay as long as you have life all these opportunities are still open to you it's it's hard work but you will not be the first and you will not be the last and you certainly will not die trying to get a job or trying to get an internship people have done it you'll be able to do it you have to make some sacrifices girl down one day you have to make some sacrifices but the returns that you're going to get on those sacrifices will be so huge that it won't matter what you have to give up it won't matter it won't matter so um yeah let me see if there's anything that i have not talked about hmm. i don't know i thought a bit all over the place but honestly this was such a trip for me um recording this episode because it kind of made me be like grateful to god all over again like seeing how far i have come from just knowing nothing so wow i'm sorry for my dogs if you can hear them making noise so yeah it just allowed me to see how far i'd come and be grateful to god all over again um and i'm really thankful like it's such an emotional thing for me because it was it was an experience even though at that time i didn't cry or anything it's 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 very emotional for me and so yeah i hope i hope this this is real enough for you i hope this is unfiltered for you i'm probably not going to make any edits um i hope this is encouraging for you 
if we think all is lost because all is really not lost even if you don't have a tech background you can actually work hard to get a tech internship um i don't know you guys should let me know on instagram i'm thinking of doing an episode on that how to get a tech internship even if you don't have like a tech background um yeah i'm also planning to maybe do an episode about grace hopper with my friends um my friend julene whom i met at the conference who is jamaican and then my friend anaba who's Ghanaian, who's also on my team so yeah you guys should let me know if this was helpful to you and if you want me to do more sit down episodes talking about real experiences that kind of demystify how um you know the glam or i don't know or demystify you know internships or any form of like if i say achievements or whatever dream in general um so yeah as always you can send us a dm on our instagram at the code in my fro i'll link all of that below there are also resources that i'll be linking in the show notes if you are looking for a remote job if you just want resources you can learn with i might also link some interesting articles i found this week yeah and then let me see next week yes so next week um next week's episode i'll be doing a part two of this where i talk about how you can actually get a tech internship at your dream company what you can use to prepare because if i didn't mention um what ended up happening was when i went to do my spring internship it was amazing um i might talk about it a little bit next week's episode but then i ended up getting an offer for the summer so i'm supposed to be in the uk this summer doing my my summer internship with the bank so and if you didn't realize i'll be working in engineering or tech at the bank yes so um yeah i'll be doing a part two where i talk about how to prepare what to use to prepare and all of that i just want you guys to know that it's really not magic like if there's anyone out there feeling discouraged just because i know so many people who so many of my friends have been getting rejected and i know they are feeling discouraged but i just want them to not be discouraged because it's in that process of rejection that you are able to become your best self so it's really not magic it's not magic it's a lot of hard work it's a lot of grit you decided not to give up and you continuing to pursue your dream even in spite of rejection that's what it is and i know it sounds dramatic because some people get it on their first try but those people are not the majority majority of people get rejected multiple times at least once at least once they get rejected um so i want you guys to be encouraged i want i don't want anyone to feel like it's not possible because it's possible that's why i'm sharing this with you um i'll also be i don't know i i could answer any questions that you have um on next week's show so you can you can send me a dm on instagram that's like other code in my throat or i'll also link your form below in case you're not on instagram you can send your questions put your questions in that form i'll be happy to answer any questions that you have because i think that'll actually be great um if i could answer direct questions that you have 
so yeah guys um thank you thank you so much for joining me on this episode it's been such an amazing time recording this episode it's just you know made me thank god some more and i'm happy to be able to share this with everyone so kindly subscribe to this podcast wherever you get yours from leave us a review if you are feeling kind um yeah because it also allows more people to see the podcast please if you do not have anything good to say then i will strongly encourage you to keep your opinion to yourself hello 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 how many times did i say hello to you three times i said if you do not have anything good to say then i am encouraging you very strongly to keep your opinion to yourself only good vibes here okay (laughs) no so guys yeah it would be great for you to review the podcast um if you can and just subscribe share with your friends and yeah send me a message send us a message we're happy to respond so catch you all on the flip side have a wonderful week goodbye